0: Moto One Podcast Network. You're listening to Creative Writing Motorcycle Podcast. The podcast that's kind of like a bad rash. We come back every week, no matter how hard you try to stop us. Join our supporters by heading over to patreon.com forward slash creative writing to find out more. You can find us on every single social media outlet in the entire universe even ones that haven't been invented yet and now let's talk about all things two-wheeled except for bicycles and trikes well let's talk about them too everybody, welcome back. Oh, God, I'm blowing your eardrums out. Hey, hi, hey, it's Junkie Turdman here, making everyone's life hell. Uh, hey, everybody, it's JT up on the mic, and I just want to give you guys a quick shout out. This is technically episode 225 of the Creative Writing Motorcycle Podcast, but I don't think it's going to be an episode. Yeah, this isn't working. Sorry, Tobes. Uh, so, Tobor is here with me. Um, he wanted to know his, his sound chip isn't working. It kind of started going out on last show. I don't know what's happening. We're going to have to figure that thing out. But he does want you to know that he's still here. And uh, I don't know how he's going to indicate that. He can still make some sounds. He, he's still got a gun in his hand. Um, excuse me, but Yeah. There you go, that's Tobor um, So Tobor said hi So this is going to be a really quick show I'm. It's a smoker today, it's pretty hot And I'm just about to head off into the desert uh, Past Death Valley Out into the wilds of the California slash Nevada Mojave Desert If you don't know about the Mojave Desert Or the Homaves, look it up It is insane And it's going to be a boiler And so, a couple things I just got a new jacket I will review it when I get back Um, I'm headed east. I am headed out of the state, obviously, but I'm headed way east. I'll be, I think Wiggins is in Indiana this week and I will, uh, be closer to him than he realizes it. And, um, Uh, Wait Tobor has Yes Okay so Tobor has a sound effect board in his hand He can indicate yes and no with that Okay maybe we'll have your sound chip fixed by next week Anyway this is going to be a really short show So technically is it a show I don't know I just want to put something out for you guys And if you're anything like me This uh Summer slash whatever's happening right now has been hard as hell even to listen to podcasts. So it's like, hmm, maybe a shorty would be good. Um so Patrice Hotwires is here with us. Hi Patrice, how you doing? She has uh, a few questions queued up and she's gonna help me. Um we're gonna she's gonna interview me, I guess, or ask me some questions that robots don't uh normally have the answer to. So we're gonna go ahead, Patrice. Um First things first, hi, how you doing? You look marvelous over there. Uh, So let's hear your first question. Um, Apparently, these are questions that have been vetted by Tobor, and so hopefully they even have motorcycles in the uh, topic. But you know, Patrice is a little bit more mature than Tobor, um, although robotically speaking, I don't know how that actually works. And, uh, also she is one heck of a gal. So, and, and Singsheim, if you're listening last week, thinks think she sounds hot, which, uh, Singsheim, like I'm telling you, she used to be, um, not the type of robot you take home to mama. All right. So let's get into this week's questions. Patrice, I know, I know you don't have as much wacky dialogue and BS to say as Tobor. So you're pretty much straight into to the point. Let's hear question number one.
1: What is a motorcycle really
0: for? Oh my God. Patrice. First off, baby. Pipe down just a tad. You must blew my eardrums out. So, what is a motorcycle really for? That's a good question. And as I head out into the heats right now, <laughs> of, oh my God, drop the mouse. Can't be dropping hardware around this studio. The robots will gobble that up. Um, so, yeah, what is a motorcycle really for? I was asking that myself. Uh, just a few weeks ago, I should have called Brian Honeycutt and had him on the last show instead of Chris, no nitrous, Chris Singsime. Uh, but it's been a long time since I talked to Chris and I really want to talk to him about what's been happening in his world. So, um, what is a motorcycle really for? Well, let me tell you, um, a motorcycle is for travel. It's for long distance travel. And I've talked a couple times to Brian Honeycutt about, Iron butts, Because he does them just on the reg And then he finally just was like You know what I do these things all the time I might as well get certified for it So he got certified for like an iron butt And a bun burner gold And a, and a bun steamer And all the crazy cool things That the uh, Iron Butt Association offers So for me I was thinking I should ride all the way back um, To Arkansas That's where I'm going Cat, Cats out of the bag folks If you are in Arkansas and you're listening I'm coming back um, So I will be back there and then I thought, yes, what a fun way to break in the SCR! Go back there and party it up. Make a make a half. It's halfway across the United States, which is like almost all the way across Europe. Anything in Europe, and then Australia. You guys know it's like half of Australia. So you, Australia is like one of the only other continents that's not divided up into a thousand different countries. Um, so it's a, it'd be a pretty big trip. It'd be probably about three thousand miles round trip, something like that. Um. Which isn't too big. That's only three, uh, three bun burners. No, three, uh, three iron butts. So it's not crazy, but um, at the same time, it's no small undertaking, especially when I looked at the weather. And the main reason that I, that what a motorcycle is really for for me became not a travel but a leisure item is when I saw the weather because that sealed the deal for me motorcycles really are just for leisure (laughs) they unless you live in a country where it's constantly rainy and you live in a country where you must commute via a motorbike they are definitely luxury and I see why in the United States they get pegged that way and yeah I've I've really changed my mind on the fact that they're capable because really unless it's like a um zombie apocalypse, you get eaten, pulled right, yanked right off that baby. You can't hide inside of it. Um, what's it called apocalypse? Like the COVID-19 apocalypse, uh, where every bug boy is ready to get out and go out into the wilderness. Um, they're not practical because they don't hold enough fuel. Um, even though your Jeep only gets seven miles to the gallon, at least you can pack 58 roto packs and haul a trailer full of Uh, a little one of those little bubbles that's just nothing but fuel you ever see you ever go out by a farm and you see these water tanks it's like a sphere full of water well you technically i guess could fill that up with like 500 gallons of fuel so motorcycles can't do that stuff so really they are just for leisure and pleasure which is uh you would know all about that uh patrice all right next question
1: what is it like having flesh when you crash on your motorcycle (laughs) must
0: hurt yeah okay very good question. I was not expecting that one. Uh, yeah. Unlike you and Tobor, when a human falls off, and I know Tobor and you are a little bit, I don't know what the word is, speciesist or something against uh, fleshies, because um, uh, I know Tobor has called me meat bag, fleshy, blood bag, all these crazy great things. He only sees my chemical. Um, the chemical interactions happening in my brain as the only valuable thing except and the, like, basic elements that my body's made out of. So Tobor really doesn't value me as a human except for a human battery, according to his couple episodes ago, as a matter of fact. Um, so what was the question again? I, I just babbled on.
1: What is it oh, yeah. like having flesh when you crash on your motorcycle?
0: Must hurt. Yes, absolutely it does hurt. Luckily, I've only had a few... I've had one street crash. Well, actually I've had two. The very first crash I ever got in and it di- it didn't hurt really. I mean, I was I guess I was maybe sore a little bit, scraped my knee. I was only I was slowing down to go around a corner and it was like the first day I was ever on the street on a real motorcycle and it really sucked cuz it was nighttime and blah 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 blah. I crashed. I just I low-sided basically um in a, in the middle of a corner. Um, and I scraped my pants, which I didn't have riding pants on, but I did have long pants on, and I heard Wiggins tell me about this Dickies Moto brand now that supposedly is a little bit thicker denim, but uh, let me tell you, Dickies regular, back before they did this stuff, not, uh, not crash not crash rated at all. Um, and then also when I got hit, which was like right after I had been riding for a little bit and moved up here to LA, that was like 15. No, no, that was 10 years ago probably that I got hit. Um, and I'd already been riding in LA for a little bit too. It was just a matter of when, not, uh, if. So that's when I figured that out. Um, and so, yeah, it did hurt. And the faster you're going, the more it hurts. I'm guessing I have fallen off on the dirt a few times and that doesn't hurt so bad. Um, The biggest part is that if you're metal, I guess you can just, like, unbolt and replace. If you're human and you can unbolt and replace, boy, you're already in trouble. I've seen a lot of vets that have, like, interchangeable prostheses and stuff like that. And even people with like snappable noses and ears because they had them tore off. And I just, I wouldn't want that. But also we have these things called nerves. And I know there's this huge thing in the robotics world where they're trying to replicate nerves and like this fake skin and stuff, but replicating it and having your, uh, imagine all your sensors go in overload and like your, your CPU, I don't even know what to call it. You guys could tell me better what to call it. Everything's melting down, and you're, you kind of go into shock because you just you can't re- you can't really imagine what's happening to you at that moment. Like, is this really happening? And yes, it is. So uh, imagine all your sensors overloading at one time until your brain has enough like oxygen and presence of mind to calm down and come out of shock. And like you stand up and do a body check, and then you're like, okay, I think I'm good. That's what it's like to crash uh, w- with skin as opposed to whatever robots have, metal. Some robots aren't metal, some plastic. Um, all right, next question.
1: You know, once I was in a factory and then got out on the road and was set free, is that what it feels like when you ride your motorcycle?
0: Um. Yeah, you know what? There's a reason they call a car a cage, and there's a reason fighter pilots, um, actually since Archimedes, right, or maybe Galileo or maybe uh, – the other guy, Da Vinci. Um, people have wanted to fly. People have try, been trying to invent um, flight, replicate flight, look at birds, see how everything works, and do that. Well, once the fighter pilots came back from World War One and World War Two, and all these motorcycle brigades were getting set up because horses, you know, horses could get... Killed or maimed motorcycles could be repaired So motorcycles replaced horses In the military and then eventually the military Came and was like hey um, We're we're Done with the motorcycles blah 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 We can buy them now for real cheap Because the war is over let's ride And some of the fighter pilots realized that When you're banking through turns and you're In the wind it's almost like being Up there in a plane the way you turn The way you don't necessarily a, crank a wheel like you do in a car right so part of it I think is the open road the freedom um, coming back from a stressful situation um, got people into riding and the sensation of flying and like I said people have been trying to replicate I, I imagine flying and like hang gliding is just the bomb but riding a motorcycle is doing the same thing three feet off the ground. It's pretty awesome, unless you're in a gurney alligator and then you're um, like one inch off the ground. But anyway, yeah, it's pretty amazing. And the feeling of freedom not only is because you're interacting – when you're driving in the car with the windows down or your feet hanging out the sunroof, uh, which I guess you'd be steering with your butt and that's really not safe. But you know, you get what I'm talking about. Even if you have the, the top down and your bra off and your shirt off if you're a lady and your hair is whipping around, and you just feel free. Um Imagine that, uh, you know, on a motorcycle, you literally don't have anything around you. you. Once you really just look at your surroundings, your bike disappears out of your peripheral view, out of everything you you become one with it. There's a term for that. I forget what it's called, like where your body kind of senses where it's at in space and time without you having to consciously think about it. And that's just how it becomes riding. And you just, you kind of integrate into the landscape around you. Even when you have a full face helmet on, um, you know, even if you're wearing glasses, all that great jazz, it's just like you just become one with the sounds and the smells and the taste. And somebody drives over uh, Buffalo dung when you're driving through, you know, up to Sturgis and it flies up into your mouth. Like you taste the wilderness. It's a great feeling. Um, but it's also why they call motorcycling two wheel therapy because it really is. Uh, I mean, getting out in the breeze, there's nothing like it. There's absolutely nothing like it. Um, yeah, we're running short on time too. I got to get going before, well, this, the noon heat's already here, but we're, we're running short on time, which means I'm going to forget a few things on the old, uh, backpack here. So we better get going. Uh, what's your next question?
1: If you were a robot or like a cyborg or something, you would look cooler riding past people on the street.
0: Oh, <laughs> well, if I didn't have a hideous face that looked like a clob and pickle that had been left out in the sun for 18 days, I would look Cool it too There are helmets I've seen a dude Riding around here With a Batman helmet I've seen when A few years ago Somebody riding around With a kitten helmet I've seen Iron Man helmets I've seen Online The Predator helmet Um, There's a lot of cool stuff um, To look like When you're riding They even have those helmets That look like you're bald They're like Open face So that it goes right around Your head and your ears And it's great It's like photo printed On there Yeah, I agree. If you did look like a cyborg, let me think. There's a good movie. I'm going to guess like T-1000 was on a uh, motorcycle in, uh, what's it called, in uh, Terminator. I'm guessing there's a whole bunch of things that you would think were pretty awesome looking that I don't necessarily think is awesome looking. The more I look like a cyborg, that means the more metal crap on me to smash when I actually fall down. And I know I'm going to fall down again. I don't know when, but I know it's probably going to happen. All right, now you're, you're... You have this one marked as do this one, LOL, Patrice.
1: What is it like being so hideous and ugly? (laughs) I wouldn't know because my shiny robot face is so beautiful and pretty. Okay, well.
0: (laughs) I would look cool if I was a cyborg riding down the street. It would look so awesome instead of looking like a dried up dog turd. And and yeah, I don't know. Your robot face is pretty. I'm gonna mail. I am. I'm gonna I'm gonna break you down. No, no. Yeah, I don't mean that to sound rough, but I'm gonna break you down. Put you in a box and ship you back to sing time. Because you, I don't think he wants Tobor around. But whether or not you can weld is one thing. But I think you could help him out in some other ways, you shiny little beast. And uh, all right, let's finish up this interview so I can pack up and go. It's almost 20 minutes in, and there's one last thing I want to talk to the people about. So.
1: I know I was supposed to ask you questions, but really I'm just making your life better over here.
0: <laughs> thank you so much. And especially without toe board today. Uh, goodbye. A Goodbye. Well, that's it. I guess we're out. Everybody have a safe and powerful weekend. I'm just kidding. Safe and powerless. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah. Hey, real quick. Thank you Patrice uh, for coming on the show. First of all. Um, and lastly, uh, I just want to tell everybody, Hey, we're going to do, I'm going to do a show when we get back. Have you, I don't know why you'd be listening to the show if you have given up writing, but maybe it's recently since you, uh, started listening and maybe you quit since, but do you or somebody, you know, uh, are you thinking of giving up motorbikes? Did somebody, you know, or maybe even you had to give them up recently and haven't got back on. Um, do you know somebody that tried them once, didn't like it or tried it and crashed and, um uh, you know, just decided never to really get into it or, or or was really into it for, like, five months or even five years and then just gave it up. You know, like, hardcore. I had a friend like that. Used to take karate, got super into karate, got all those black belts, gave it up. You know what he did before that? Fucking drummer. Like, uh, like idolized Neil Peart, idolized some uh, buddy Krupa or something, Gene Krupa and buddy guy and, like, uh, all these guys from like Pantera and stuff. Dude, this this guy went from like knowing how to do a uh, two-handed, uh, you know, he knew how to, tr- when I first met him, he was into bands like Poison. And I was like, bro, if you're going to be riding your skateboard with me and like hanging out with me, you got to start listening to this punk, okay? <laughs> None of this Poison jazz. I know every rose has its thorn, buddy. But um, anyway, so this this guy, as kids, you know, we we're still in high school and he's just amazing. And as he g- grew into an adult, even more amazing, went on to be in some really popular bands did that then gave it up like he didn't even you know like nobody would even assume that had they if they met him that he used to be one of the rippinest like death metal drummers around uh or that he had a black belt they'd be like oh you're in. you sell what like the little plastic pieces that you put in between tiles so you make a lot of money because there's a lot of construction going on but like i didn't know you used to have a you know, ride motorcycles. He had one of those little Yamaha 50, uh, like YZR 50s, um, those little ninja, basically like a little um, Yamaha ninja. Oh, God, Patrice. All right. Well, we'll get back to this anyway. But yeah, you're right. Two minutes. But anyway, so anybody like that that you know that was hardcore, hardcore into uh, uh, motorbikes and then got out, be it you, be it somebody close to you, or not please email the show or call and leave us a message 740-563-2858. When we get back, it's not going to be right away because we're going to be collecting some data, but pretty soon in the near future, um, we're going to be talking about that on the show. So please, uh, creativewritingpodcast at gmail.com and also get out there and start getting riding. There's a lot of stuff opening up. I saw Moto America just finished a couple rounds. Kawasaki has been racing. I don't think it's been to fans. Uh, not Kawasaki, Supercross, Monster Energy. I'm sorry about that. Um, but anyway, yeah, there's been a lot of racing and stuff. There's even been the first uh, uh, SoCal swap meet open, so I doubt if Sturgis is going to happen. I'm not 100% sure. Um, I know that the uh, middle, the vintage days at mid Ohio is being moved. Everything sensible is being moved to later in the year when we have a better idea what's going on. But we May just say screw it 2020. But if you've got out there and given it given it a ride, uh log those things because um we're not going to have Solstice Slam Obviously this year Because the the Equinox and the Solstice have already passed And it's like, you know People are still cooped up that I'm talking to Cases are actually rising here in LA of COVID So we might go back on, like, stay-at-home lockdown As school starting Which would be a real bummer uh, But if you've got a chance to get out and ride Please do Please get out there and experience something motorcycle-related uh, And if not, stay safe And stay uh, healthy So that we can go riding together For Spooky Spokes Alright, everybody Junk out. Peace. Naguya.